Welcome again to an all-new episode of Beckett Radio. I'm your host, Derek Ficken. Thanks so much for listening. Let's get into what we're going to talk about this week. We have upcoming products and pricing. We have four new products coming out this week that are going to be interesting to talk about, as well as some pricing. We have three to four brands that have been recently priced, so we'll get those out to you so you can check it out at your uh, OPGs and your hobby shops to get those magazines uh, we got inside new releases. We're going to bring on a special guest. His name is Eric Norton. He has recently been hired to do coins with us here at Beckett Media, but he's an avid hockey fan and a hockey collector. So I'm going to have him on to talk all about Upper Deck Series 1 Hockey. That's coming out November 5th. So we're going to talk to him about kind of the young stars who are going to be in that product for Young Guns, as well as some other cool insert cards that people are going to want to collect. We have a couple of news stories from around the hobby that we're going to talk about today. Mike Trout signs an exclusive deal with Tops, and we're going to have someone, probably Brian Fleischer, to come on and talk about his thoughts with this Mike Trout signing for Tops and what that does to companies like Panini. Uh, we're going to also bring on our gaming and non-sports expert here at Beckett Media, Mr. Matt Bible. He's got some interesting uh, topics to talk about as far as gaming goes, and there's some interesting cards that are being brought up to our attention that we, we kind of want to uh, share the love with them. So we're going to talk about that with him, as well as some other cool non-sport things. And it's going to be a fun interview. I, I expect some great things from Brian, like always. He's a great guy to have on this show, and we're going to have some fun. So let's officially start off this show with upcoming products and pricing. The products that are coming out this week include Topps Update Baseball. That got pushed up to Friday the 17th. Leaf Metal Draft Baseball also got pushed up, and that's Friday the 17th as well. Now, Upper Deck Conference Greats Football is coming out Wednesday the 22nd, as well as Upper Deck The Cup Hockey is coming out on the 22nd. So definitely check out OPG's for all your checklist needs on the 17th and the 22nd, as well as your upcoming issues for hockey and football. And might as well just get you know baseball and, and basketball and sports card monthly. But all that stuff will be in there for your viewing pleasure. So enough of the upcoming products and pricing. We're going to go to our next segment, and that's inside new releases. And we're going to bring in someone who uh, is kind of new to Beckett Media, and that is Eric Norton. Eric. What's up, man? What's going on, Derek? So you've been here two, three months, something like that, right? Just about three months. Yeah, so you've been here a little bit, but you haven't been on our radio show yet. No, I'm a little excited about that. Yeah, a little <laughs> excited. Well, contain your excitement. Oh. You're, you're going crazy right now. It's it's a little distracting. It's a small room. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but let's bring you on and talk a little about hockey. Now, you're a big hockey collector. I am. What, what's kind of your go-to team and go-to player? Well, you know, I... I grew up here in the Dallas area. Okay. And so naturally it was the Stars. Of course. Um, moved away to, to Colorado. All right. And the actual first hockey game I ever went to was a playoff game between the Stars. I'm sorry, the uh, Avalanche and the Red Wings. Nice. And I sat on the glass. That's pretty sweet. Somebody gave me tickets. So okay. I was hooked. Yeah. I was just absolutely hooked. Yeah. Then from, from Colorado, I got stationed up in the Seattle, Washington area, and they don't have a team up there. They have a, a minor league team, but mm -hmm. so I kind of sort of followed the Canucks. But moving back down here to Dallas-Fort Worth area, I got right back into the Stars. Nice. And uh, I started a nice little uh, Tyler Segan, Sagan. Sagan, Segan. However you guys want to say it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I started a nice little PC of him. Nice. Uh, I d he's mainly who I collect. I do like other Stars, uh, Jamie Benn. Yep. But I, I, I got right back into hockey down here, and, and what I – what I did do was jump into the history of hockey. I learned more about Gordie Howe. I learned more about you know Phil Esposito mm -hmm. and players like that. And so, Seagan's my my focus. Mm -hmm. But I do I do like a little bit of everybody. Well, that's good. Well, we're bringing you on today to talk about Upper Deck Series One Hockey. Uh, that's pretty much the brand that everyone goes for uh, when hockey season starts. Hockey season just started, and it's it's off to an exciting start. So far, yes, sharks are looking good. Stars, <laughs> eh, struggling kind of. a little they're, bit. They're yeah. struggling, but it's it's a long season, and uh, we all know that you know 
that's why they have this long season because you you can go all different places. And then uh, then the greatest thing ever happens. Yeah, Stanley Cup playoff hockey. Yeah, playoff yeah. hockey. Yeah, that, it's great. Uh, so let's let's talk about Upper Deck Series One. That's coming out next month, correct? On the fifth, the fifth of November. And there's some interesting aspects of Upper Deck Series One. We're actually doing a case break with Beckett Auctions here in the next couple weeks. So check that out as it goes live. But the uh, the week before, we're going to do the eBay auction for the teams. Check that out at uh, auctions.ebay.com. Or I'm sorry, auctions.peck.com. But it's uh, interesting because all the young gun inserts are in there. That's what every set collector goes for. That's what this, this whole set is. Um, yeah. Series one and two in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, Upper Deck has had some releases already this season. Most notably, Artifacts last week. Yeah. And... Uh, before that, they had Trilogy and they had uh, Flare Ultra and the uh, they had a real nice Canadian set, Canadians Junior set that had yes. Connor McDavid in it. That was, okay, that was real nice. But this upper Upper Deck Series One is where collectors start paying a lot of attention. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's the if you're a set collector, this is it. Okay, so with Young Guns, there's one in every four packs. That's right. Uh, you have the canvas cards that are I I'm I'm pretty interested in the canvas collection i guess so that's one in every seven packs for the regular cards Mm -hmm. for the young guns it's a little bit harder one in every 48 packs that's right there's a couple mem couple autograph cards included you have game jerseys a piece of history which we're going to talk about here in a minute with the 500 gold club and the 1000 point club Mm -hmm. now the 500 gold club jerseys that's one in every 3400 packs that's that's a chase yeah (laughs) that that's a real big chase for the 1,000 point club jerseys, that's one in every, I'll say about, let's see, one in every 1,200 packs. Yeah, right about there. Yeah, so that that's really cool. Now, what what's so interesting about the 500 gold club jerseys and the 1,000 point club jerseys? It's I believe it's just the exclusivity of the, is that a word? I think Ex- so. Exclusivity of We'll the, make it a Beckett radio yeah, All right, that's awesome. <laughs> um, of the club. I okay, mean, yeah. look at the names in it. I mean, you can start with Wayne Gretzky. I mean, mm-hmm. You don't have to go any further, but you can start there. Yeah, you can continue. <laughs> <laughs> you know? um, I was I was conversating with you um, off mic earlier about how fast Wayne Gretzky looked in some older videos that yes. I was watching. I mean, he was just amazing. I'm not telling you anything that anyone doesn't already know, but, you know, he's part of the 500 Club. Mm-hmm. It's just with that particular set, it's just the names in it, Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, and the same with the uh, 1000 Point Club. Yager was already in it, but you know Yager last week, this, you know, a week into the season, took over sixth place all by himself. Took over uh, Yagerman. So it's again, it's it's names like that that are attractive to that mm-hmm. to that chase. Now there's also a special insert called Day with a Cup. Yes. Now that's one in every 1,000 packs. Yes. Now we have, I think we got a Duncan Keith card. From a couple years ago, mm-hmm. when the Blackhawks won it, right, and that was a pretty cool set. It, uh, it is an awesome set. I now, like. is that kind of what collectors are going for now with with the day with the cup? Like, I mean, it, it's so exclusive because it's one team, mm-hmm. you know. So if you're not a Kings fan like myself, mm-hmm. I don't want, you know, I'll, I'll just sell it. You know, uh, what what are your thoughts about that special insert set? Well, it's a nice flip if you don't want it, you know. Yeah. Um, with you know, with it being one in a thousand, I think with that set in particular, it's it's a nice little insight to what what players do. Not that they they go out and party every day, but mm-hmm. they go out and party every yeah. day. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a nice it's a nice something to to see with to see somebody with the cup. Um, as as I'm sure you've heard stories, the uh, players do some pretty crazy things with that cup. Of course. Um, so it, it's it's an interesting insight to their lives and. And yeah, what's going on? Yeah, it gives them a little added fun right. to see what they do, what kind of pictures show up on the on the cards. Right. Um, let Let's talk more about the young guns and some of the key rookies that people are going to go after. Right. Uh, who Who's kind of the top? Let's say the top two or three guys that people are going to really want to get in their packs. You know, Calgary's Johnny Gordo. Mm-hmm. He's he he was he was going to be touted, and he's had a rough week. He's had a a real kind of a slump week, and in fact, all the big rookies have had a little slump. So not not too keen on those guys right now. Of course, they'll carry value in the future. Yeah. But, you know, names like Scott Percy or Damon Severson, um, the, those guys have had really good weeks. And they're not they're not so – they weren't so touted coming into the season. Mm-hmm. But it, it's good to see 
young guys like that step up. Your guy out in San Jose, uh, Mirko Mueller. Mueller, yeah, yeah he's he's doing it. well. <laughs> good, good. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think the biggest surprise last year was Thomas Hurdle. Yeah, you know, until he got hurt by the Kings. Uh, you know, he, he his young guns card was, I think, the hottest thing in, in hockey for a while. It, it was, it was, and he got yeah, hurt, and yeah. then uh, McKinnon, this McKinnon guy, this kid named yeah. McKinnon came in yeah. and <laughs> <laughs> kind of took it over. Yeah, he kind of did his yeah. thing. So, um, yeah. So, do you think one of those guys who you previously mentioned will will become that Thomas Hurdle because they're not kind of the the number one or the or the number two guy overall? I think Mueller has a, a nice shot at that. Um, also, Percy in Toronto. Toronto, is, it's the hub, you know? Yeah. So he plays on, on, a, on a really good squad. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of talk around Toronto right now, especially with them actually getting to the playoffs last season and desperately yeah. <laughs> clinging on to everything they had. But, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's names like that. Uh, Bor- I'm going to butcher this name, but Borovakoski mm-hmm. in Washington. Okay. He's, he's pretty impressive. Yeah. You know, so uh, there with. Uh, Alex and Bastrom, you know, they have they have a nice little squad there. Yeah. This is they're celebrating forty years of hockey this season. That's crazy. So with Upper Deck Series One, you got twenty four packs per box, right. eight cards per pack. Each box contains two game jersey cards, so that's always a plus. And hopefully, you get a couple of young guns here and there mm-hmm. sprinkled in the box. Those uh, patches are nice too. Yeah, the patches are really cool. I, I I think the day with the cup are really cool. The clear cut inserts. You said that's one a case. That's one a case. Yeah, so those those are cool. I mean, you got 2000s hockey heroes, art cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it's a pretty cool box. And I'm excited to see the box buster video that we do here at Beckett Media, as well as the case break that I'll be doing uh, with Beckett Auction. So that'll be a lot of fun. But that goes live the first week of November, the mm-hmm. 5th. The 5th. Yeah, something like that. You can get it on online or at your local hobby shops for around sixty to seventy dollars. Yeah, you know it's it's that I I don't want to say real low end, but low to mid end Mm -hmm. product. And for what it is at that price range, yeah, it's really nice, pretty good. Yeah, so definitely check that out. And the checklist and the pricing will be together around the fifth or Mm -hmm. a couple weeks after. So check that out. Well, Eric, we appreciate you coming on. I'm glad that this is your first radio interview. I think it went extremely well. So congratulations for that. Thank you. And uh, yeah, we'll have you on again to talk a little more about hockey. So I guess uh, I guess we'll see you later. All right. See you later. So let's get into news around the hobby. We got a couple of topics that we're going to talk about. But first off, we're going to bring in our gaming and non-sport expert, Mr. Matt Bible. You are another person who this is your first radio interview for Beckett Radio. So congratulations. Oh, thank you very uh, much. But, yeah, Matt, what's up, man? How's it going? <laughs> Not much. It's been a pretty busy day around here today. A lot of things yeah. to do and a lot of eventful, exciting events that are going on. So it, it makes for the day to go by quicker when things happen. Absolutely. When and I've had a lot of quick days since I've started here. Yeah, so. and that's always a good thing. So yes. let's let's talk about the the whole non-sport, uh, I guess, craze. I, I don't know if it's a craze. It's a legit, not a brand, but a legit staple in the hobby. Yes. Uh, it, it's something that I wish I knew more about, but I'm just fascinated by it. I love watching movies, TV shows, especially Walking Dead, which you're a huge fan of. Yes, absolutely. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Uh But it's crazy that these companies make trading cards just like sports, and people go crazy for them. And not not just cards, but action figures and and these little cartoon Funko things that we're going to talk about as well. Yes. It's it's unbelievable. And it's a good thing because it's... It's just great. It's great to see different avenues that companies are going into to make money and to help collectors out there continue to be interested in the hobby. Yes. Now, let, let's start off with The Walking Dead. The first, I, the first two episodes, correct, have been shown. People went nuts over the first one. It was like 17 million people or something. Yes, yeah, so the it. the premiere episode was uh, Sunday night, and there was 17 million people that, that tuned in to uh, the fate of... Our group and Terminus. Yeah. Um, actually, there's only been one episode so far. That's so, right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the next episode will be coming up Sunday. But yeah, The Walking Dead is one of those phenomenons. It just keeps it just keeps coming, man. It, it, people just love it. They <laughs> love the excitement. Mm-hmm. They love the uh, unpredictability. They love the little Easter eggs that that pop up in the show, and they yeah. say, "Oh wow, man! I can't believe they decided to put that in there." Yeah. Um, and you know the walking dead uh hasn't actually uh actually has a really 
uh, great product released by Cryptozoic. Um, every well, I guess this is the third. This year is the third product that came out. They released it into two separate parts. One devoted it's devoted to season three, and it's devoted to the prison group as part one and Woodbury as part two. But they put a lot of really good uh, insert cards in, and of course the chase cards, um, autographs galore. Yeah. Now with the recent seasons. I'm not going to say they were terrible, but they I think they were a little bit weaker than the first couple seasons. This season seems like it's going to be on track for a record, just a record viewing, really. And I think it's going to continue to go up. Did, did you think that there might have been an area where people would just kind of get disinterested? Just that was it and no one really wanted it to be going anywhere else, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah, I think I think there was uh, people that I have talked to who are fans of the show, friends and family members. Uh, they were kind of left a little disenchanted with the governor storyline. They felt it went on too long. I didn't care because I'm a big fan of the graphic novel and I'm a fan of the show. And I was like, look, I was like, this happens for a reason. They set these storylines up for a reason because later on down the road, mm-hmm. it's going to reflect back to something that happened. Mm-hmm. You may not think about it. You may have to watch the episode once or twice again. Yeah. Um, but you're going to you're going to see what the writers are doing. That's what writers do. As yeah. somebody who's a writer, someone who is an English scholar, mm-hmm. that's what we do. We we set things up. We we plant little seeds along the way, and then when it's time for that seed to just pop out and go full bloom, yeah. then the, the reader or viewer mm-hmm. will get it, will understand. Do you think Cryptozoic was kind of worried a little bit, you know, watching each week, like, okay, what are they doing? You know, or are they just kind of like, as long as there's a season, we're going to put out cards? Uh, I mean, I think that, I think any card company, as long as there's a really marketable franchise, doesn't matter whether it's Marvel, DC, um, Harry Potter, The mm-hmm. Walking Dead, it's going to sell. Yeah. I mean, people are going. There's going to be interest in it, mm-hmm. especially when you put um, autographs and relics of the stars into into the product. When you have people like Norman Reedus, who is like he's a god. He's basically <laughs> yeah. He's 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 basically a rock star at the yeah. cons. Um, you know, I, I just I went to Austin Wizard World uh, to almost two weeks ago now, and you know he still has the same following he always has. People mm-hmm. just Love to meet Norman Reedus yeah. and all the Walking Dead people yeah. that, that show up to cons. Exactly, yeah. No, that's that's something. I, I'm a huge Walking Dead fan, and I would kill to meet you know those guys and just talk to them and and get their story on what they think is going on. You know, because I think they're fans of the story too. You know, absolutely. As they're going through it, they're like, "Oh my gosh!" You know, I, I hope I don't get killed or, or or stuff like that. It's nuts. Yeah, I mean, I think there's some people that are safe on that show. Yeah. But there's, as we saw Sunday night, the the, the group's getting a little too crowded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it's. I think we're probably going to see a couple of deaths probably within the first, the next two or three episodes. Yeah. No, I, I'm excited to see what what happens, and they are already renewed for another season. Yes. So that kind of gives the card companies a little bit of uh, a, a fresh breather to know that hey, we're, they're going to be around. But yeah, with The Walking Dead, how it started, I think it's going to be a great season. So uh, yes. hopefully the cards that they come out with this season are... are uh, so they got to come out with the fourth season, correct? Yes, fourth season will probably be next summer. So the, the soonest we would probably see the card set for this season, this season would uh-huh. be 2016. Okay, uh, Unless Cryptozoic has another plan. Maybe they'll release two seasons next year. Yeah. That, so that, who knows that would, what that would be? Yeah, you know. that would be interesting because I mean they can they can add everything on top and you know once every couple months, once every three months they release an update. You know, so you get yeah. first half of season four and then second half of season four. Then you get season five. When season five is about to wrap up, you know that might help them to get more you know traction on it. You never know. Yes. Um, but I'm excited. I know you're excited for for the the rest of the season. Now let let's talk about these Funko looking things Funko yeah you've brought it up a couple weeks ago and I'm just amazed about how crazy people are going for it it seems like the new Beanie Baby just not there yet um actually I would uh, well put it in a little context Funko is you know they're called pop vinyls and they're basically just figures of every possible thing you can imagine TV Mm -hmm. movies Disney DC, Marvel, Game of Thrones, Magic the Gathering yeah. has Funko figures. Wow. 
And you know, I, I think they're I think they're a great collectible. I've seen the activity uh, on the secondary market, and they're it's insane. It's really insane how pe- crazy yeah. people are for these things. Do you, do you think they will get to where Beanie Babies were back back in the day? Uh, if I have to make my own personal prediction, having lived through the Beanie Baby saga, um, I think they'll exceed Beanie Babies. Really? And I'll tell you the reason why is because Beanie Babies were very limited because. They were just basically stuffed animals. I yeah, mean, I yeah. think they might have made a Santa Claus here and there or whatever. But like I said, uh, Funko v- vinyl pop figures, they're everything. Mm-hmm. Anything and everything. They've made Star Wars. They've made Star Trek. Not mm-hmm. They haven't even touched Next Generation yet. They just made original yeah. uh, series. Walking Dead yeah. has Funkos. Big Bang Theory. Mm-hmm. They haven't even touched Doctor Who or Harry Potter yet. Or oh, The wow. Hobbit. Yeah, um, wow. And... The, their strategy is really interesting because they not only release them to you know in retail. You can go to Walmart or Target and just get regular figures. Yeah. They'll also have exclusive figures made specifically for a certain store. So you could go to Target and they would have an exclusive of say Batman. Okay. Or you go to Walmart and I, they have a Daryl Dixon black and white exclusive to Walmart. That's cool. They also do it for the cons, not just San Diego Comic Con, mm-hmm. but uh, they had some here at Dallas Comic Con last May. They had yeah. some at Alamo City Comic Con. I huh. mean, and they'll do website exclusives. They have some released overseas in Japan. So I mean, the market's there internationally, domestically. I mean, it's it's a big deal. And yeah. you know, if they branch out in other avenues, I mean, it's it, it could probably be here for years. Yeah, way beyond anything Beanie Babies yeah, ever sky's accomplished. Yeah, the limit for them. That, yeah, yeah. And so they've been around how long? A couple years, three years, something like that. Funko, the company's been around since two thousand five. Okay. Um, they initially started making uh, the pop vinyls in two thousand ten. I think they made their debut at San Diego Comic Con in two thousand ten. Okay. And they were originally called Funko Force 2.0, and then that quickly got uh, changed to Pop Vinyls. Gotcha. And they've just they they, they anytime there's a yeah, I mean, <laughs> and the variants are insane. I mean, yeah. the first Batman they ever made, I think there's like ten different variants for that Batman. Wow. That were released either at stores, mm-hmm. uh, Target exclusives, or uh, the various uh, Comic Con exclusives. That's crazy. Yeah. You know, it, it it'll be interesting to watch the trend and, and where it goes. You know, with with each uh, movie, TV show that comes out that become big hits. Exactly, you know? we're we're on the threshold of a big movie season. Mm-hmm. You know, we're gonna have you know the Avengers two coming out in summer. We're yeah. gonna have the new Star Wars movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And forget everything else. We have a new Star Wars movie. Yeah, coming. we have like, a new Star Wars movie. <laughs> and yeah. in the next in the next what six years. Mm-hmm. Between DC and Marvel, there's going to be 20 films. Yeah, and th- and that's you know to my next topic is you know with with these upcoming films that have just been released, you know it, it seems like non sports they're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, Absolutely, you know, and, and especially collectors, there you know there's going to be tons of new products <coughs> that will be coming out. Uh, I think Upper Deck, Cryptozoic, they're going to try and get their hands on as much as they can. Because they've seen the success about it, you know. With, yes, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I, I heard was a big hit. It was a it was a huge hit. Yeah, and I really liked the movie. Yeah, um, the movie was awesome. I've seen it twice. I've probably seen it more than I should be seeing it. But I, you know, <laughs> I love doing this job, and yeah, I love you know, I basically get paid to be a kid for a living. I get to go exactly. and see all this stuff and all this cool stuff doing episodes of Boxbusters. But yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy um, actually. And I'm sure we'll get to this here eventually, but in the almanac, the the gaming almanac that's mm-hmm. going to be coming out here in a couple of weeks, that is the number one product. 2014 really? is Upper Decks Guardians of the Galaxy. Nice, just because of the relics and the autographs yeah. and the variety of what is in the product. Mm-hmm. It's just a very popular, fun product. And, and yeah, and and when we broke a box, we actually got a really awesome card from it. Correct? Yes, we did. We uh, Chris Olds pulled the. Cosmic Strings Auto Relic Card of Zoe Saldana, which is one of the most popular cards of 2014. In fact, it is the number one card on the Almanac Hot List. Wow. That's great. Of course, Chris Olds would pull something like that. Well, yeah, he's, you know, know, since I've been here, the box busters we've done, he's he's pulled the Rory McIlroy rookie card (laughs) signature out of the the Golf SP Authentic product, and he's pulled the Zoe, he called the Zoe Saldana. So, you know, I'm hoping the next. Thing I pull is like a one of one 
Babe Ruth yeah. <laughs> relic cut signature card or something, yeah, just you know, throw, just to, just yeah. to kind of throw, throw it in his face. face. Yeah. I, yeah. When I pulled that one on one Johnny Manziel, I, I threw it in his face. Yeah. I, I've seen that video he, many times. Yeah. And, he, and he made fun of me for it at, at the end of it. Yeah. But that's another story for another time. Yeah. yeah. You know, it'll be interesting. Now, we, we do have a contest for the Zoe card, correct? Yes, we do. One of the one of the key features of the Almanac this year is, uh, and I believe this is the first time we're doing it, mm-hmm. um, we are having a contest for the Zoe Saldana card. Um, the details are still a little up in the air right now, but I think the basic gist of it is that um, we're going to provide a link to the website for the contest mm-hmm. and the Almanac. Mm-hmm. And you go there, and there's probably going to be a poll there, and you'll answer a question or two. Yeah. And then we will randomly select someone to, to get win yeah. the Zoe Saldana That's crazy. signature relic. And now, it, is it graded? Did, did uh, it, grade it? They, we put it in a slab. It's an authentic. Okay. It's an, in an authentic slab. Cool. So it's it's been authenticated yeah. as real. So yeah, I mean it's you know it's fantastic. It's it's a great card. It's really good shape. And yeah, yeah. So. No, that that's definitely exciting. So. Since you've brought up the gaming almanac, I guess we should talk about it. Sure. Um, what what kind of are the biggest details about this gaming almanac uh, that you can provide for us? Well, this is a project that I've been working on since I've been here. I, I was hired back in April, and um, I really it was it was one of those things that I really wanted to kind of get a handle on, get a grip. And mm-hmm. as I went and started learning how to you know, do extracts and proofs for. Uh, the Beckett Sports Card Monthly yep. and the Card Gamer, it really helped set me up for this. So, you know, during work and, and a lot of my spare time, I would I would use the previous Almanac and just make a ton of edits. And how can I clean this up? What can I do to make this better? So uh, as far as content, um, I went with trying to include more franchise stuff into it. Okay. Marvel. There's a lot more Marvel listings Star Wars, there's a few more listings of Star Wars. But, you know, the major franchises that people really are passionate about and care about, I mm-hmm. wanted to get as much in there as I possibly could yeah. with the room that I had. I also worked on trying to get a lot of the the, the missing pricing okay. put in there. Yeah. It's not all in there yet. I mean, I'm only one dude. It's a work dude, in progress. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, but there are new prices in there for some of the Marvel... Con- I was actually kind of shocked at some of the... Some of the stuff I was able to find, mm-hmm. which it makes the job even more interesting, you know. Yeah. Um, now it hits newsstands everywhere when? I believe the date is October 24th. Okay. It so went to print uh, last week and it's it's supposed to be um, available yeah. on the 24th. That might just be the website. I'm not really sure, but I, I'm pretty sure it's, it's the 24th uh, yeah. uh, all around available. Well, yeah, to make sure if you guys are wanting that, you can go to Beckett.com. I, uh, probably it's going to be you know on, on the homepage somewhere saying, hey, buy this now. Uh, so definitely check that yes. out. Um, now, what, what other kind of tidbits do you have for us today, Matt? I, I, you got a lot of papers here. And I don't know if we covered it all, but I see some bench warmers. I mean, they, yeah, there's there's some uh, there's some exciting things being released uh, this month. Uh, some things have already come out. Okay. Um, I'll start with this new company called Wax Eye. Wax Eye. Wax Eye that specializes basically in uh, parody stuff. Okay, like that's cool. garbage pill kids or wacky packages and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the uh, the same sketch artists who work for Garbage Pill Kids, like Joe Simcoe, mm-hmm. Neil Kamara, Brent Engstrom. Uh, Jeff Zapata, they're basically um, creating their own product um, called Stupid Heroes, <laughs> and basically <laughs> nice. a parody of superheroes. Now, their previous product, which I thought was just ingenious, was called Serial Killers, okay. as in breakfast cereal. Yeah. <laughs> so basically what it, that product was about was they basically took famous horror movie icons and killers mm-hmm. and made them ad spokesmen for breakfast cereals. That's crazy. <laughs> and I, I have both sets, and they're, they're really a lot of fun, and they're yeah. fun to look at. But if, if any of the listeners are interested, go to eBay and search Serial Killers. You won't be disappointed at what you see because they're absolutely hilarious. That's cr- it's, it, and it's Serial, uh, C-E-R-E-A-L. Yes. That's crazy. 
So, but Stupid Heroes is uh, is going to be a really good product. I'm actually looking forward to getting it. Where I, you know, I I, I can imagine they're only going to be parroting like Superman and the Green Lantern and mm-hmm. Batman and hopefully Spider Man and the like. But they, they've they've kind of done an innovation which I don't think has been done before. We had discussed this earlier. Um, they're creating a set of sketch cards that are transparent sketch cards. Yeah. Where they draw an image on one side. It's an acetate card. Mm-hmm. They draw an image on one side. And on the flip side, they draw a parallel image. Wow. So if you look at the front image of Bitman, he's just regular, his face. And you yeah. turn it over, and it's his, it's his skull. That's great. So it <laughs> creates an optical illusion when you yeah. flip, the, flip them back around, which, yeah. like I said, it's innovative. I don't think it's been done. It may have been, but I, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. That's that's something that I'll definitely have to check out. You know, yeah. I'm a huge superhero guy, so to see you know a parody on on Batman and Superman, you know, maybe the Hulk, you know, they could do the Hulk in something. That that would be pretty funny. Yeah. Um. But uh. And and 007. I see 007 James Bond. Yes. Let's talk about that. What's going on with that? Rittenhouse. Um. As far as I know, the date is uh, the release date is uh, October twenty second, and okay. Rittenhouse is coming out with a James Bond archive set. That's going to be awesome. And the big sell for this set is the autographs because they've managed to get they they got a pretty good lineup of autographs. Yeah. Uh, you're going to get three Bonds in this in this okay. set of autographs. You're going to get Daniel Craig, Pierce Brosnan, and Roger Moore. Wow. And they are three of the heavy hitting Bonds. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's just too bad Sean Connery couldn't be in this, and yeah. it'd be yeah. fantastic. I was gonna say, I wonder what happened. Maybe he's just too expensive. Just kind of. I think fell. he's enjoying his retirement. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't made anything since uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. So I think he's yeah. just enjoying his retirement, and yeah, he's earned it, man. He's made, he's cranked yeah. out some great Bond great films and great other movies too. Yeah. But um, now the Bond women, the Bond ladies, we got Terry Hatcher, Halle Berry, uh, Jane Seymour, and. Uh, the singer from For Your Eyes Only, Sheena Easton, is okay. her first autograph for any James Bond set. Really? So they've managed to get that exclusive. So Cool. But, you know, you get the usual fare. You get, you know, throwbacks from the different uh, the different sets or the different movies, uh, uh, what have you. Thunderball, Live and Let Die, Tomorrow Never Dies. Um, you're going to have prop relics in that set. You're going to have a gold parallel set. But, you know, an expansion on the uh, Skyfall, I believe it is, okay. the most recent yeah. Bond film. But, yeah, I think the autographs are the big get, more specifically because you get two per box. Oh, wow. And they're not really that unreasonable. I think they're going to be around $75 a box. So, really? Yeah. I might have to so check you could, that out. So you could get a box, and you could end up with Daniel Craig and Roger Moore. Yeah. Or Halle Berry and Pierce Brosnan. Now, just, did they do it? To where the Bond and the Bond Babe were on the same autograph card, kind of a dual autograph. As far as I know, there are no dual autographs. Oh, but you know, one thing I know about uh, about card companies is they like to surprise us sometimes That's and put true. things in. For example, um, in the Walking Dead product this year, they released, and I never knew about these until I saw them on eBay. Daryl Dixon Arrow Relic Redemption cards. Gosh. And there's what twenty seven, <laughs> I think, in existence. Yeah. So each one's different. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's nuts. Yep. Yeah. No. That's. I, I'm a huge James Bond fan. I. I'm gonna be honest. I. I have never collected a non-sport uh, product ever. And you know, now that I've been here at Beckett for over a year, seeing the different stuff that you're doing and how excited you get, mm. you know, especially with The Walking Dead, because I, you know, a huge fan. Uh, it, it's starting to get me to want to go out and buy a box. Especially that James Bond stuff, because I'm a big autograph, you know, and, and yeah. relic guy. Well, I mean, just uh, you know, I my my advice for non sports is, you know, I collect both sports and non sports. Is just mm-hmm. pick cho- pick and choose your battles wisely with sports. Stick to the things that you like, um, or things that are going to be a hot seller. Yeah. Um. So that if you do get a really good card, you can you know possibly. Throw it out on the secondary market and see what it does. You might be surprised what you get out of it. Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, I I collect Walking Dead. I collect the serial killers. Um, but I mean, there's there's that's the one thing that's really great about non sports is like the Funkos. There literally is a set for just about everything. Mm-hmm. Any type of collector who likes, you know, whether it be the Walking Dead or Disney yeah. or Star Wars. Yeah. I mean, there's a product out there for you. Yeah. So. Well, that's what makes it good. Yeah, exactly. Well, Matt, I appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, I wish we can talk forever yeah. uh, about this stuff because it's really interesting. We'll, we'll definitely have you on again, but 
the gaming almanac comes out in a couple weeks, the twenty mm-hmm. fourth. Yes, if that's correct. So check out all your hobby shops, newsstands everywhere worldwide. Hopefully it's out there. Uh, but if not, just go to Beckett.com. It'll be all over there. So check it out. Well, Matt, we appreciate it. No and, problem. Uh, you have a good one. Bet you too. All right. So special thanks to Mr. Matt Bible for coming in and talking about Walking Dead, collectibles, gaming almanacs coming out the 24th of October. So check that out. Hobby shops, newsstands, and of course, Beckett.com. Next, we got the man, Mr. Brian Fleischer. What is up, Brian? You, just ma- you are just, so you're so radio Derek. I just smile whenever I see your face. Oh yeah. Whenever you come in the morning yes. and, and sit down with your coffee, well, I just hey Brian, how are you doing? That Derek implies that that I get here after you, which we know is not the case. Which we know is the case because it always happens. It, it's kind of a trade off, actually. Sometimes you get here before me. Sometimes it's the other way around. Yes. Yes. But let's talk about something relevant in this hobby, and that is Mike Trout. Now, Mike Trout, unfortunately, is with the Angels, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, they didn't make it in the playoffs. They're, they're it would have been better for the hobby, though, if they had. Yeah, but that's fine, Yeah, <laughs> because I, I, I have a team that doesn't do well in the hobby. They do okay. They do okay. Buster, Buster Posey's okay. But, but they're not the Yankees or the no, Angels. No. And honestly, I'm fine with that. But let's talk about Mike Trout. Big news coming from Tops: Mike Trout signing an exclusive deal. Yes, sir. And that will pretty much put the biggest player in the league with the Topps family. That is true. Now, Topps already has Clayton Kershaw. Mm-hmm. And now they get Mike Trout. Who's next? I, I mean, is that it? Like, they got the best pitcher in baseball. They, they have the best hitter, hitter in baseball. That's good. Where do you go from there? Where, yeah. You got to get the top prospects. Yeah. That's what you've got to get. Like, uh, what, what's left, really? That's a good question. Thank you. That is a wonderful question. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I don't know. I don't know where they go from here, really. Yeah. Like you said, they've got the... the the hottest pitcher mm-hmm. and they've got the hottest um all-around hitter player, all-around yeah. player that's up for them to figure out them and their yeah. marketing team to yeah. figure out who's that, next that's why the marketing <laughs> team there gets paid the big bucks that's right now let's let's talk details what what exactly is going on with this deal well apparently it is a an exclusive autograph deal uh going forward with tops he'll be i believe from the press release he'll be their exclusive spokesman and kind of uh, face of their bunt their online bunt yep. program i'm sure he'll show up on some boxes too so that uh, that's I, I believe the the the, the details of yeah. the deal from from what they released today so now if you want a panini product you can't get mike trout autographs well you that, can't get mike trout cards or no it would probably be just it would just be certified autographs and okay. it's and it's funny you should mention that because tops announced the kershaw uh, exclusive in April. Yeah. Yet Kershaw still had Panini autographs throughout the 2014 season, even as recent as Immaculate Collection, which we just finished pricing um, yeah. last week. So it probably it's probably safe to say that existing inventory can be used by other. We, of course, we don't know all the details of the contract, yeah. but based on the Kershaw situation, if Panini or another company already has some some stickers in-house and in their inventory they can probably use them Mm -hmm. but they can't enter into any new agreements with trout or kershaw going forward because he's exclusive to tops so i guess this this tops deal doesn't cancel out any previous deals and who knows how many autographs tops or uh, i'm sorry autographs panini may have uh have in-house that they're holding back but we may still see kershaw autographs from panini next year um again maybe again the 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 legalities of it uh, i'm not too sure so maybe we won't maybe it was only good for this year or Mm -hmm. maybe you know but if we're taking the kershaw example or, or we're looking at kershaw as an example then then we may still see some trout autographs next year from from other companies now i i was reading a couple of stories and and i love checking out the comments uh, on these news stories because you really get the first appeal of of what collectors are thinking you know you you get the firsthand i guess opinion and some collectors are kind of pissed yeah uh no one really likes exclusives for for sports or players some guys think it's great you know tops is baseball Mm -hmm. tops equals baseball pretty much and to have Mike Trout, 
you know, with Derek Jeter, you know, kind of leaving yep. as the whole face of the MLB, it kind of makes Mike Trout the new guy. True. And this is perfect for yeah. tops, you know, to have him there. Yeah. Well, it, it's it's funny. People who do make that argument uh, specifically with, with Trout and his autographs, we ran some numbers here. Um, Trout has, and you didn't really set me up, but thank I, you for setting me up perfectly. Yeah, you throw me this I, perfect alley oop. I, I, I just know you're, you're grooving me Come a on. fastball. Check it, Brian. <laughs> I, I know what I'm doing. Okay, I am the you, radio guru. Okay, <laughs> this is not your first rodeo. Yeah. Come on. Man. So anyway, back to Trout. He's got 699 certified autograph cards in the database. That that really pisses me off because it needs to be 700. Well, we he'll have, have one. Find <laughs> we'll one. find one more. Gotta Maybe it's one. missing an attribute somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So that's your job for tomorrow. Is find the missing Trout. <laughs> attribute uh, autograph so yeah. anyway he's got <laughs> 699 certified autographs in the database okay 76 percent of them are tops wow 12 percent are panini or don Russ panini america mm-hmm. yeah, yep. um six percent from tristar and six percent from in the game okay since 2012 when he really kind of burst onto the scene in the major league scene he's had 479 autograph cards from tops and only 74 from panini wow so as i mentioned in a little piece we wrote on the on the website on becca.com he's more or less been exclusive at least since his major league since 2012 he's yeah. more or less been exclusive with tops just the deal today just kind of made it official so really if you wanted a trout autograph the odds are you were going to find it in tops. a tops product yeah. yeah now maybe some people think that and i don't think this is the case that you could get a cheaper one out of out of Donruss because mm-hmm. there's less people likely to buy it because there's some people who are really hung up on the fact that there aren't any logos. But but Panini's done a good job of trying to work around that yeah. and to design cards that that you don't obvi- think that's, about. Yeah, it. you don't even yeah. think about yeah, it yeah. anymore. So yeah, well, I don't I, think it's it really affected the values. Yeah. The average value of a Trout autograph. Now this is the average value of those 699 cards of the ones that we price is three hundred and seventy dollars. Doesn't mean every autograph is going to sell. You know, you, you could. Probably find one for about a hundred bucks, yeah. two hundred bucks. You know, maybe even a little, little less. But the average on the, you know, you got a lot of those high end, you know, twelve hundred dollar yeah. Bowman Chrome and, yeah. and and more. Some of those parallels that that drive that average way up. But um, yeah, so so I guess my point is, since two thousand and twelve, he's been almost exclusive yeah. with Tops. Now. You know, with Kershaw being signed now with Trout, I mean, Ichiro did his deal with Leaf a couple years ago, I think, and they mm-hmm. had a big product. Is that kind of the new thing is is to get these players to where eventually there won't be any players? Like, there won't be any big <laughs> names for the other companies to, to produce? Well, m- maybe. I mean, they're all trying to give themselves some sort of competitive advantage over the other companies. Mm-hmm. They're all trying to sell product. And if they think, and they're, they're right to assume that having Trout autographs in their products are going to sell. That, yeah. they, you know, they obviously wouldn't do deals like this with Kershaw or Trout if they didn't think it was going to pay off for them. Um, who knows? Upper Deck, I mean, has a the LeBron exclusive. You know, Panini's done fine with Kobe and and uh, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. You know, that it, it kind of challenges the other companies to kind of step up and do some different things. And I think Panini's done that with basketball. When people say, oh, how are you going to make basketball cards without any new LeBron autographs? Well, Panini's doing a pretty darn good job of it. So yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is. Froze. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I am not a radio professional. You are not a radio person. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's just talk about exclusive uh, exclusives for, for one quick second. Do you think eventually each card company will have an exclusive just deal like one? for the league to where there is no competition at all? So like Upper Deck will have NHL. They're the only ones that they can make NHL cards. Panini will only have basketball and football. Tops yeah. will only have baseball. Well, Do you think that might happen? Yeah, maybe. I mean, you look at you look at other products. You you have the official soft drink of Major League Baseball or this mm-hmm. the official sports drink of the NBA. You don't have the official sports drinks necessarily, yeah. or you don't have Coke and Pepsi both as the official quote unquote. So. You may see that with more of these leagues going to the official provider of sports trading cards is Upper Deck or Panini or Tops or whoever. But I don't think it'll it'll make it more difficult for the other companies to compete. But as we've seen with with baseball and, and Panini, they've they've got a player's license, so they work with that. They they work with what they get. Leaf does their thing by doing a lot of cut autograph products and buyback products. So it, it they would i think serve different collectors there may be some sort of cro- some crossover 
but yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if, if all the leagues eventually kind of go to go a to, towards someone towards someone. I know collectors really don't like that because they they like the competition. Mm. But I don't think any of these companies are going to really think, oh, okay, we've got the exclusive, and we now we're just going to sit back <laughs> yeah. and not do anything because they still have bills to pay. They have to pay for that license. Yeah. They still have to make good product that people are going to buy so they can afford to pay for these exclusive deals for Trout and Kershaw mm-hmm. and and pay the leagues on top of that and pay all their autograph fees and the manufacturer. So they're not just going to sit back and just start rolling out 1987 tops. I mean, <laughs> uh, they're still going to be working to try and do something to keep you know, people in the hobby and to bring in new blood. Yeah, it would be stupid of them. Stupid of them not to. I mean, yeah. then they then nobody has a job. So. Yeah, that would be bad. <laughs> that would be bad. <laughs> so I guess what's the future for Tops now that they got Mike Trout, Clayton Kershaw? I mean, should we start expecting you know bigger and better things with their baseball products now that they're not really focusing with football? Now that Panini's got it, maybe that's one. That's that's a good theory. That I mean, they've like I said, they've they've done pretty darn well with it right now mm-hmm. um they've got a lot of uh you know brand loyalty with their kind of their big bands with their their flagship brands yeah um like you know base tops and bowman chrome and um a lot of tops heritage collectors mm-hmm. um it'll be interesting to see how they use these autographs and, and maybe do some something cool and different that none of us have even thought of hopefully they do that they're not yeah. just going to do a bunch of all right here's a bunch of sticker autographs and then here's a bunch on card autographs and Here's some parallels, and yeah. maybe they'll do something different. Who knows? Maybe they'll—I don't even know—but they'll do something something different that'll that'll get collectors excited. Yeah, I I really don't have anything else to talk about with Mike Trout. I, I think it's it's definitely newsworthy, but I think uh, whenever these exclusive deals go down, people go crazy about it, and it and it's like you said, he pretty much had all tops. Yeah, you know, you can find it in a. Panini product, ITG. Yeah. All the ITG stuff and the, the TriStar stuff was mostly 09 stuff yeah. and, and maybe some 10. I don't remember off the top of my head, but most of it was was when he was just a draft pick kind of prospect to, you know, not a super highly touted prospect, but not a 50th round draft pick or anything mm-hmm. like that. So he was just a prospect in, with a bunch of other prospects. Yeah. Um, so a lot of them were early on. And then, like I said, when he really exploded, I don't know what the percentage is of that, but 479 of the, I don't know, 560 or so that have been issued since then mm-hmm. have been tops. Yeah. So, he, he, like I said, he, he really has kind of been exclusive, at least for the last two years. Yeah. So I don't really see it affecting the values much or, or really kind of how collectors are collecting them, unless he has some disastrous 2015 series, and which, seemed, which seems unlikely. Yeah, definitely. Um, so well... Yeah. Let's uh, let's get a quick take on your World Series playoff predictions. Since you're the you're the baseball guru, uh, I'm sorry. I use that word. I use that word guru very lightly, oh. sir. <laughs> well, <laughs> very well, loosely. Since sir. you are unfortunately in charge <laughs> oh, yeah, of that, all the baseball data well, here at Media, yeah, of course. Um, let's get your take. We got Giants and Cardinals. We're taping this on a Wednesday, so the Giants. Uh, they play as well as the Royals yeah. and uh, um, the Orioles. I'm yes. sorry. Uh, it's 2-1 NLCS. 3-0 yeah. in the ALCS. Who you got? Give me the Royals okay. and the Giants Okay. with the Giants finally stopping the Royals. That's what I'm talking about. I think... About. Well, That's I don't what I'm know. talking the, about. I think no one gave the Giants a real chance. Nope. In in 2010? 20, 2010, 2012? Pick pick your year. 2010. Right. <laughs> they never give the Giants any chance and then they always surprise people. Yeah. But maybe maybe it's going to be the Royals turn. Look, I'm going to play both sides of the fence. Uh, maybe everybody's going to say, "Oh, look, it's the 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 Royals and the Giants. The Royals have no business being here. They're getting lucky. Their luck's got to run out." Maybe they'll give them no chance like they gave the Giants no chance against the Rangers in 2010. And maybe they'll be the team to surprise. I don't think that'll happen. Uh, I think it's going to be a sweep. A oh, four game that's what sweep. I thought the Rangers. I was sure the Rangers were. Eh, maybe the Giants will win one game. Pitching, man. We had the pitching. We had Tim Lincecum, Matt Kane. Uh, we had Brian Wilson. I, I mean, 2010 was a nice year for San Francisco pitching. 
So. You won the World Series, so that's that's a, that's kind of a dumb step. Oh, it was a good year. You won the World. Of course, it was a good year. You won the World Series. <laughs> <laughs> so Giants and Royals. Giants. Yeah, I guess pick. I'll go with the Giants. That's I what guess. I'm talking that's, about. That's the safe bet. If that I want to be daring, bet. I'll say the Royals nah. in seven. Royals in seven. I have Giants in seven or Giants in six. I have okay. Giants in, in six. All right, it's going to be a good series. It will be but, and uh, Giants and Royals, right? Giants and Royals, yeah. So you're really going out on a limb, thinking that the Royals will wrap it up up three three. Oh, I think they're gonna. I I told I don't. I think I told someone last week uh, or a couple weeks ago. I was like, if the Royals beat the Orioles in Baltimore for Game Three, they got it. Uh, it's just the confidence factor for the Orioles. They came out. They were the big shots in the AL this year. You know, Nelson Cruz. He he had a redemption year. He wanted yeah. to show people that he was still legit. And they were the team to beat. And now the Royals, who no one gave a chance, you know, all these misfits, guys who, you know, blue chip prospects from a couple yeah. years ago, yep. they're finally coming in, into their own. And they're the underdogs. They are the underdogs. And I, I was like, if they get enough momentum, they're going to be dangerous. Like you said, 2010 Giants, you know. So we'll see. We will see. We will see. So, Brian. Thank you so much. We know you're you're the busiest man here at Beckett Media, <laughs> and so we gratefully appreciate it. Uh, I know I'll have to do some uh, some work for you here in the next couple of days. Uh, so thank you for coming on the show. All right, thank and, you for uh, having me. I guess we'll see you around. Well, unfortunately, Brian Gray of Leaf had to cancel on us at the last minute. He had something that he had to do, and unfortunately, he was unable to make the interview. So that looks like it'll wrap up this show with Brian Fleischer talking all about Mike Trout and the Topps deal, as well as Matt Bible coming on to talk all about non-sports. So we really appreciate Matt and Brian coming on the show to talk a little bit about the hobby. And hopefully you enjoyed Mr. Eric Norton talking about Upper Deck Series 1 hockey that comes out here in uh, November. So if you have any questions for Beckett Radio, we do have a Twitter page. Uh, if you follow us at Beckett Radio, we do a lot of news. We do some giveaways on there, and obviously we announce the shows when they're posted. But if you just want to check our shows out, Go to www.beckett.com slash radio. That's a little website dedicated to the radio show, and, and it's it's really cool. You can suggest topics. You can see which future guests will be coming on the show in the next couple weeks. Uh, it, it's, it's really cool. You can see my pretty face on there. We got a little picture, a little bio about me. It's great. It's just wonderful. But uh, yeah, so that that's all about that. We do have a podcast. If you guys are subscribed to our podcast, special shout out to every single one of you for doing that. If you do want to get our podcast, just check us out on iTunes. All you got to do is search Beckett Radio in the podcast section. It's completely free. And if you download the podcast app on your iPhone, and I think on Android, you'll be able to get these shows downloaded directly to your phone as soon as I post them on Thursday at 4 p.m. Central Time. So that's a sweet deal. You don't have to go find it on Twitter or on Beckett.com slash radio or anything like that. You know, just just have it ready to go on your phone and just plug and play pretty much. So that's a pretty good deal. Uh, so special shout out to all the guys that came on, Eric, Matt, and Brian for talking all about the hobby today. And I really appreciate you guys checking us out here at Beckett Radio. But yeah, check us out, Twitter, Beckett Radio, all that good stuff, www.beckett.com slash radio. Got to get all those shameless plugs in there before the show ends. But unfortunately, the show is ending. So like I said, I'm your host, Derek Ficken. Thanks for listening to Beckett Radio. We'll see you guys later. Have a good one.